Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 825. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 84. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're getting back to the book of Psalms. No more sermons for a while, so far as I know. And we'll pick up where we left off in Psalm 84. But first, a word from this sponsor. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Psalm 84 may sound familiar to some of you. It did to me, or it does to me, because it became a popular praise song. So if you use contemporary Christian music in your church services, you may have used a song that uses these words. As there was this movement in the church for contemporary music, a lot of the songwriters did what songwriters have been doing for centuries— go back to the Bible for inspiration and especially to the Psalms, because these are songs that have been sung by the God's people for millennia. Now, of course, we don't know the original tunes, and of course, the original tunes may be a very different sound than we're used to, and so they would put these to more modern tunes. But Psalm 84 goes like this, for the director of music, according to Giteth, of the sons of Korah, a psalm. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage, As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. 
Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Again, I hope that's familiar to you. If not, go Google some of those words and you'll find some inspiring Christian music. But I thought it was interesting because I had to record this part uh, twice because I had some problems. I had hooked up my microphone wrong. And when I first made a pass through the psalm, my first reaction was that this is a joyful song. This is a song of praise, clearly. And I'm thinking, oh, this was by a person who is in a good place. And then I realized as I read through it the second time that a lot of the things that are blessed are talking about those people. And a lot of the things in terms of where I am, the psalmist, are my soul yearns and even faints. My heart and my flesh cry out. And so I picture this as the psalmist himself, one of the sons of Korah, so I can use the him pronoun here safely. The psalmist himself is picturing that things will be better when. The psalmist himself is longing for the day. As so often the people of God have longed for a day that has not yet come. And part of faith is looking forward to those days when God makes things right, when we can dwell in the house of the Lord. And so I had to change my image of where the psalmist was emotionally when he wrote this, or when they wrote this. I don't know if it was a joint work by the sons of Korah. But it starts, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord God Almighty. My soul yearns and even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. There's this, like a doe longs for streams kind of imagery here of that I yearn for the place where God is, like I yearn for breath, like I yearn for water. And then, the psalmist realized this, that others have found their home. Even the sparrow has found a home, even the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. It, it sounds like the psalmist is not at home. Wherever they are, it is, they haven't found themselves a home like the sparrow who has found a nest But they long for the day when they will stand before the throne of grace and will sing the praises of God. And then they're thinking about those people who will be there. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Boca, as they make it a place of springs, the autumn rain covers the pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. So he's picturing those who are not yet arrived now. We're picturing those who are on a pilgrimage, those who are looking as we know Abraham was for a city whose architect and builder was God, looking forward to what God has made. And and that's really what a pilgrimage is, right? You're looking for something you don't have. And, but they're going from strength to strength until they appear to God is what the psalmist is saying about those whose eyes are set on God. You think about a pilgrimage, right? You pick a destination, you pick a goal first, and they are marching towards that goal. They are walking 
towards that goal. And a pilgrimage can be very tiring from those who I have known who have walked the Camino Santiago, for instance, in Spain, which is a month-long traditional pilgrimage route. They talk of blisters and they talk of shin splints and they talk of, you know, being sore, but they enjoy the experience. But but it's tiring, but you've got a goal that you're heading towards. And that's what the psalmist is picturing, I think, this life as being, right? Are we in this life heading in a particular place? Are we heading in a particular way? Are we on a pilgrimage? Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. So hear me, listen to me, pay attention to me. Look on our shield. Now, that was interesting. I'm not quite sure what shield would be there. Sovereign is the other word that's used there. But I think of a shield as being my protection. As we get the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord is a light for our way and a protection for us. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. And asking God for favor. And it's okay to ask God for favor. It's okay to ask God to listen. It's okay to ask God to pay attention to you. Now, he already is. But sometimes we don't feel it. And we're in that pilgrimage. We're on that way. We feel the blisters. We feel the shin splits. We feel the troubles of everyday life. But then the psalmist remembers. Remembers where he is heading. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. The psalmist is definitely on a pilgrimage. The psalmist has a place in mind, has a relationship in mind, and is heading in that direction and is giving up other things. And that's part of what a pilgrimage is. You give up your regular life and you head off in a direction. You go to where you think that God is calling you. And that's what I hear here. This psalmist who is saying, better is one day in your courts, better is one day with you than a thousand elsewhere. I will give up all of that for that one day. For the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. And again, we're on a pilgrimage. We're on a walk here. For those who are heading in the right direction, God bestows favor and honor. God provides light and direction and protection. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. And so the psalmist starts with that longing and then goes on this pilgrimage and believes that as he goes throughout his life, that God will bless the one who is guiding him. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, 
write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.